Hello and welcome to the Pharmacy and Practice podcast. Here is the latest article by Jonathan Laird. Brexit shambles, potential drug shortages and the role the pharmacist can play. Isn't it a shame that it's taken a major constitutional event like Brexit to trigger a conversation about the idea of community pharmacists making reasonable medicine substitutions? As pharmacists, we should have been doing this years ago. I would actually go further and say that all pharmacists should qualify as independent prescribers, but that is a whole other blog entirely. So what of the issues surrounding the medicine substitution idea? There is a strong argument to allow pharmacists to make decisions about medicine substitutions, but I do think it is a shame that it's taken the shambles that is Brexit to bring this proposition to the table. I think there are a few things to consider. I come at, it from an issue, come at the issue from a perspective of an independent prescriber. I don't know if every prescriber is the same as me, but every single time my pen hangs over the signature area of a prescription that I'm about to sign, I pause and think. I do this every single time. The, the decision to pull the trigger will have been formulated over the preceding minutes, but in the final moment I ask myself a few simple questions. Do I need to prescribe this medicine? Do I understand the risks and have I explained them to the patient? Is it safe? Have I demonstrated competence to prescribe this item? Do I need to monitor or safeguard the patient? Once I've ticked these final boxes, in addition to the additional decision-making process, I pull the trigger. It is in this context that I consider stock substitution idea. Emergency supply. I thought I'd wind colleagues who don't work in Scotland up a bit at the beginning here by putting in a reminder about how amazing Scottish pharmacy is. There are many reasons for making this claim, but the aspect relevant to this story is the Community Pharmacy Urgent Supply Scheme. The scope of the Community Pharmacy Urgent Supply Scheme, updated in October 2018, is in my view impressive. The scheme is basically an NHS-funded service that more or less mirrors that what those of us who don't work in Scotland know to be the emergency emergency supply regulations. Some relevant aspects of this Scottish service include the ability to alter formulation if, for example, the patient can't take it. Flavours can be altered of certain products if there is a compelling need. A good example here would be the flavour of antibiotic that a child does not like. The precedent set in this Scottish scheme means that, that the leap to supplying alternative medicines is not huge and most importantly the funding and infrastructure is in place to make it happen. Although I am banging on about how great this service is, I would, I would suggest that this stage, at this stage the current emergency supply regulations provide significant flexibility to supply when there is a compelling need. So now that I've mentioned the status quo and the existing arrangement, I'll now move on to talk about the outline idea of pharmacists being allowed to make medicine substitutions due to potential shortages as a result of Brexit. Are all pharmacists competent to do this type of thing? Maybe. As with any new new thing, new anything new like this, I would never say no to most ideas. But the massive caveat would be that pharmacists involved would absolutely need to have insight into the consequences of a decision made and also prove their competence. I think the main issue with competence is that initially, at least, it probably won't be consistent across the piece.
I've seen this locally where some community pharmacists are signed up to certain patient group directives and others are not. In this situation, the patient suffers due to inconsistency in service delivery. In general, though, this should, be, this should really be the bread and butter activity for community pharmacists. I mean, there is a significant risk of substituting... Is there a significant risk in substituting fusidin ointment for fusidin cream? Absolutely not. Are there plenty of medicines... There are plenty of medicines, however, that would require more, more, would require careful consideration. Not least those that need only be that need to be prescribed by brand. On these occasions, careful knowledge, knowledge and insight into the potential consequences need to be considered. There needs to be appropriate checks and balances to make sure pharmacists acquire and maintain this competence. Insurance. I did some work creating a report on independent prescribing last year and it led me to having conversations with a number of insurance brokers. This was very interesting because I quickly learned that these brokers don't really care about the clinical activity per se. Instead, they care only about how much risk is related to these activities. On discussion with them, they indicated to me that most activities can be insured. The variable is the premium. Higher risk equals higher premium. A question I would ask about this activity is if the additional risk associated with substituting medicines would lead to an would lead to increased premiums, and if so, who would pay? Will will patients consent? I think consent is a really important aspect of this issue. I don't think we can assume informed cons consent. Instead, it probably needs to be explicit. I.e., we need to ask each time. My experience of running pharmacist-led prescribing clinics is that the majority of patients are happy to see me, i.e. the pharmacist, but there are some who will still insist on seeing a doctor. Will every patient be willing to allow their pharmacist? I suspect the vast majority will, but some won't and we need to respect this. Who pays for the extra work? Given the extremely difficult working conditions for many locum pharmacists in particular, whilst I think this is a great idea, I would say that extra responsibility should probably command higher rates of pay. I read recently that pharmacist locums in Northern Ireland command a wage of as little as £13 an hour. I suspect suggesting adding extra responsibility to the current role for no extra remuneration could and probably should be met with some resistance. And this brings me to my core concern with this issue. I think this could yet be it could be yet another example of pharmacists collectively saying yes to something because we are absolutely delighted to feel needed to smooth over the crisis that is Brexit. I would suggest, and happily be corrected or proved wrong, that the bluster around this issue is a cynical political move to get pharmacists to work for free. For once, should we not collectively pause and negotiate effectively? The views expressed in this article are Jonathan's and should not be attributed to or be seen to represent any organisation he is associated with.